1: In this town, there is no off season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, so when we last left, our it's always game day in Cleveland studios all across Northeast Ohio. Uh, we were left with the notion of what's going on with the land bridge situation. What is going on with the land bridge situation, my friend?
0: Well, uh, what happened was that the $62 million uh, that was proposed in the House bill for the state budget for fiscal years 2024-2025 for the state of Ohio was not included in the Senate version of the bill. Uh, And what was kind of funny about that is so that the House bill was just under 600 pages in length. The senate bill was almost was like 900 um they this doesn't kill the project though i want to i want to like make that clear it delays it i think um and there's a chance it could still get tossed back in there because they have to do what's called now a reconciliation with the bill and that is where they get together both members from the house and the senate and they they sit down and they go through both versions of the bill that got passed and they basically write the one that gets to go to the the governor's desk to be signed. So still one more step to go before it's officially not going to happen as far as state funding this time around. And like I said, all it does Andy is basically push the time frame for potential construction of the project back a few years and closer to the window that I'm guessing where the Browns actually want to do their construction work on Cleveland Brown stadium.
1: Okay. So what point does this train hit conjunction junction function? What's your junction?
0: Well, w- what will happen is, is I, that, that was a joke.
1: Darryl, I was yeah, kidding. As, this sounds yeah. like schoolhouse rock. The whole thing is, <laughs> what, what does this mean for the Browns? What does it, uh, mean?
0: it, it just, it just means that it, the, the, the process could be delayed a few years. Um, because... Do we think
1: this thing's actually going to happen then? Do you think that they'll actually build it? If they don't get the state funding, are they not building it? Um, and if they don't I, get the state funding, they' paid for it.
0: yeah, if they don't get state funding, I think it becomes hard to build, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but right now it's 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 not dead. Um, if the next time they go to do state budgets and there's no state funding included, then I think it'll be dead. So I just kind of want to go through. um as a city of Cleveland resident, uh, I went ahead and I took the city's survey they did it the lakefront survey that i had mentioned on the podcast and even on your show uh yes so i actually i took the survey good for you And, and so there's three items that the city of cleveland was looking for input on regarding the potential building or not building of a land bridge so option one that they were looking for feedback on was build a land bridge over the existing freeway known as the shoreway The speed limit stays at 50 miles per hour. Cars would move quickly through the area. There would be no side street intersections, driveways, or bike and pedestrian traffic. Plan two, build a land bridge and change the storeway to be a low-speed local road. The speed limit would be no more than 35 miles per hour. Cars could turn onto side streets or driveways without exit ramps, and people could walk or ride a bike nearby. And then the third plan Just leave it like it is today. No land bridge. The shoreway continues to operate as a freeway. So those were like the three options that the city of Cleveland was soliciting feedback on. And there were a bunch of, with each one of those options, Andy, there was a subset of questions. You know, do you like this plan? Do you not like this plan? They asked for direct feedback. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What should we be considering What's most important to you when you talk when you think of access to the lakefront and what's there? Uh, the one thing that was not included in the city' survey, which I did find somewhat interesting, was specific questions related to Cleveland Brown Stadium and the Cleveland Browns being on the lakefront. Now, keep in mind the Rock Hall is in the process of undertaking a $100 plus million dollar expansion on the lakefront. Uh, they are getting money from the state for that. I think they're getting in total like $1.7 million just off the top of my head is I I combed through every page of that state budget. I wanted to hit myself in the head with a ball pin hammer when I was done. God bless the state house reporters. And they're let me tell you, just even outside of this specific issue that I was looking for, there's a lot of really, really important issues in that state budget that I hope that uh, get reported on because people need to know what is in it um, and, but I'll just keep my focus here uh, sure. you know related to the Browns but God I do want to send some respect out to those state house reporters I cannot imagine having to process all of that information so uh, bedrock uh, for Tower City they got a two million dollar uh, uh, thing from the state in this budget Playhouse Square got a couple of dollars, a lot of arts and entertainment districts across the state of Ohio, museums, stadiums, et cetera, got money in this uh, particular budget. Um, uh, There's actually there is a a stadium fund now and off the top of my head, I think that they put like fifty two million dollars in that, but it's like a stadium and entertainment allocation. Um, So, yeah, this thing gets pushed back, uh, I think. Um, I've been skeptical from day one that this land bridge was ever going to happen. I got a little hopeful when I saw that get included in the, uh, in, in the house bill, but now that it got taken out of the Senate version, I'm not as confident. Um, I still, my opinion, as far as like the Browns future remains unchanged. Uh, I want to see the land bridge get built and I still want to see the Cleveland Browns moved off the lakefront. I just think that it's the the, the best thing. Um, obviously uh, i can't stress that enough that it's my opinion Uh, the browns are as we have this conversation now uh, remain committed to a renovation of first energy stadium which i will remind folks is going to cost close to if not more than a billion dollars still like i want to if you're
1: if you're in berea are you moving a little faster towards a plan B or does it matter? Does the land bridge, I mean, if they just want to put a billion dollars in and not mess with the land bridge, is it really going to make a difference?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And And the Browns have on the record, right. The Browns have come out in support of the land bridge. uh, Well, they're the ones that proposed it to begin with. Like, right. and, And I think it was May, 2021, when they, they issued all these just beautiful renderings of what like the North coast Harbor would look. The, um, the land bridge potential developments and, you know, some, some taller buildings in that area and things like that. So yeah, they are absolutely in support. They have lobbied for this. They continue to lobby for it. Here's the other part of this too, that uh, I think needs to be mentioned. And I, I don't know this for a fact I'm speculating, but the city of Cleveland still doing the survey too. You see what I'm saying? So it yeah. might not make sense right now to, to come up with $62 million from the state of Ohio And who's to say that maybe someone behind the scenes said, hey, you know what? If we can't do the Lambert's funding now, can we do it on the next round? You know, we're still working things out up here. But since, you know, as long as you guys are open to to help and support it, maybe, you know, uh, because the money would become available on July 1st. If, you know, once it got, because that's how it works. So within any, how it was explained to me, because again, I don't do state house reporting. I don't do political reporting. But like how it was explained to me is in the state of Ohio, where there's money involved in legislation, when that legislation gets signed by the governor, that money either becomes available upon the governor's signature or when it is designated within that legislation. So if the governor signs it on June June 25th, just for sake of discussion, right? Let's say he signs it on June 25th, but the legislation says the money isn't available until July 1, 2024, Right then that's when the money would become available. But yeah, in most cases, unless specified otherwise in the legislation, when that stuff gets signed, that means those funds are available. So there is a real possibility too that they're just not ready for $62 million to begin construction of this thing because they're still in the planning stages. So I just want to make sure I present all angles. So like people aren't thinking that the the project's dead and the Browns are going to have to go to plan B or whatever. But to your point, I do feel like regardless of their commitment, look, we know for a fact the Browns have researched stadium sites in the Cleveland Metro area. Okay. That has happened. Um, Where those sites are, I I have a few ideas where they are. I've not been able to pin those down specifically. And part of the reason I haven't been able to pin those down is because the Browns are committed to Cleveland Brown stadium. So they don't even want to talk about a new stadium, But but you know
1: what we can. We can talk about a new stadium. Let's do that in a minute, Daryl. Let's do that. Plus, uh, news about training camp. We're going to talk about that, too, when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland.
0: It's always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Andy Baskin. I'm daryl Ryder. Remember sports betting, finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BeckQL is here to help make help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BeckQL.com or download the BeckQL app and claim your free three-day trial today. Head to betql.com slash news slash 923 the fan for exclusive sportsbook offers.
1: Daryl, we're going to talk about August 1st and why that's an important date here just coming up in a moment, but I want to just continue our conversation. Um, do you think if we do start looking at alternative sites, because Jeff and I talked about this on the show last week about alternative sites for a Brown Stadium, whether they were I, – I mean, are we 100% committed that it needs to be in the city of Cleveland? Could it be in Cuyahoga County somewhere? Could it be somewhere in a five-county area, especially when you look at – other NFL teams, like the the battle that's kind of going on in Chicago still, um, the fact that the Patriots don't play anywhere near Boston, that they're closer to Providence than they are to Boston. I don't think people ever talk about that kind of stuff uh, very much. Miami's not exactly in downtown Miami. I'm just thinking of um, stadiums that are around the league that aren't exactly Kansas downtown. Kansas City's
0: out in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah. The Chiefs, Kansas City you know, the is Chiefs, truly yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Both those yeah. stadiums are
0: they are yeah. in a field. Although the Royals are going to move back downtown here in a couple of years. Um, and the chiefs are also exploring their options. It's too
1: uh, bad because I think Kauffman stadium is one of the best stadiums in all of major league baseball. It is. Even since they redid it, it's just, it's a really, really cool stadium.
0: I guess there's only so many times you can rebuild those facilities before you just have to say, okay, time to start anew. but yeah. Um, yeah. When I they had all the fountains there. It was pretty amazing. Oh, it it's still beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They still got fountains out there. Um, I, I'll say this i i think that the browns want to stay downtown Mm -hmm. i think they want to stay like in the city of cleveland at this point they might have bought enough land out in berea where they could build a stadium in berea if they wanted to like that's how much land they've bought out there i say that tongue-in-cheek before anyone like tries to make like i'm suggesting they should build the state i don't have
1: a real it. problem with that daryl um, I, I just I, but, wonder the access to getting into there would yeah, be a... it,
0: yeah it would be a nightmare you can't get in especially um, if you're
1: trying to catch a flight somewhere too at the same time
0: yeah i mean the ideal thing if they do if let's just say if, hypothetically because we are speaking in hypotheticals if the browns were to consider consider leaving the city of cleveland and just like going into a suburb type of situation right and this became a regional project which i do believe it needs to be like i i i said it a million times. City of Cleveland's got to get out of the stadium game. Sell the thing to Gateway for a dollar. Do something so that you're just no longer on the hook for for the repairs, the maintenance, the upkeep, and it can become a regional thing. Um, I, I read a a study. Um, I wish I could give the the publication the proper attribution that I read it on. Um, where like most Browns fans are from, they're from the suburbs. Like they come into the city. Um, the, the, the
1: Indians struggle with that too. I mean, the Indians have said. I mean, I. If you look at the majority of their season ticket holders, their zip codes are yeah. not city of Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and look, I, I think that that that's a whole different you know conversation. They're 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 there now that they they're going to redo Progressive Field or do significant renovations to it. I would have liked to see them move the Guardians into a thirty thousand seat double deck ballpark, intimate like PNC Park in Pittsburgh, uh, where the cleveland where the convocation center is where the wolstein center is and then demo progressive field and put the browns dome right there so it was connected to the arena which would then give cleveland a massive facility for recruiting these huge events that david gilbert and destination cleveland and the greater cleveland sports commission do such an awesome job of getting for us uh, here in northeast ohio but that said, it's not going to happen. The Guardians are staying on the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. They're extending the life of that building at least another 20 years with the work that they're going to do. So the options for the Browns are renovate or build new. The problem is the price tag to build new is twice to three times as much as, as uh, you know just doing a renovation. But I, I think that they need and they should consider going outside of downtown Cleveland for a potential stadium.
1: So Darrell, when I go into work at the Halley building every day, I walk by a site that I think would be perfect for a football stadium. And it makes way too much sense. What the Halley
0: building garage,
1: the other side of the Halley building garage and in particular,
0: that that, that was a joke. Although it's
1: not bad. Hey, if they can make a movie, if they can make a fast and furious there, listen,
0: God God bless the developers and all the renovations they've done here on Playhouse Square and to like the Halley building and the Halley garage but that Halley building garage should be condemned. <laughs> like every time I walk in that thing like I feel like I need a tetanus shot. <laughs> there's rust all over the columns, concrete is chipped everywhere, like Little do you know
1: there's bathrooms on every floor too. I think they're locked. Really? Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, so, I But mean- let me
1: it's it's almost like Sunny in Philadelphia where you found out that the boys <laughs> had two extra rooms. Oh, I that's not a spoiler. That's one of the early they really should have. To this year.
0: Yeah, they should have. Uh, when the Fast and Furious did that, where they threw all the cars out of the garage, they should have just yeah. blown the whole thing up right there too.
1: <laughs> so, but Daryl, I mean, there are spots right down there. <laughs> there are two spots right down there that make a lot of sense for. Yeah, a you're right. Stadium. You know, come
0: to think of it, now that I think about that East 12th area, there, yes. like, there's a lot of parking lots there. You know, what? right there, and to- then the
1: other thing, I don't know if you could ever take down the armory. But if you took down the armory, it's all parking lots on the other side.
0: Yeah.
1: And you I mean, that's just like the perfect size spot. I haven't. um, A football stadium that would walk you right up to the ballpark. That would take you to the other side of the street where you would have all three venues within one tenth of a mile. And it's, I mean, parking, you know, you'd have to change up some of the parking down there. But to me, I, I look there and I always look at the armory and go. Man, does that really need to be there? And does everything in that section need to be there? Now, you're landlocked on the other side by the cemetery. That's the only issue. And maybe you beautify the cemetery so that people can walk through there so it's a park. I mean, really, that's what a cemetery is supposed to be, isn't it?
0: Well, um, you know my rule. We don't mess with the dead. Number one, I'm number telling three, you,
1: I would build a parking garage yeah, on top of the yeah, cemetery. No,
0: no, you don't mess with the dead. Sorry, can't. That's a bridge too far for me. I'm I'm way too. Why? You wouldn't be tampering kind of with stuff. the
1: earth. You wouldn't be doing anything. You would just be I building know, above I,
0: it. I, I know. I just I'm I get the heebie jeebies when I think about stuff like that. I'll say this. So the inner belt reconfiguration. I want changed. you to do me a
1: favor, Daryl. If you go before I do, I want you to come back and haunt me. So that way I'll know it's true. And if I go before you do, I'm coming after you You're coming
0: to haunt me. I'm coming
1: to haunt you that way. (laughs) That
0: way you'll know that it's real, that there's something after this stuff. Believe it or not, there's an actual app. I got to go back and rewatch the show. I was watching a home improvement show and it was in new England based out of new England. These, these guys that rehab these houses that go back to like the 16, 1700s and there was an app. So the homeowner was like, yeah, the house is haunted you know, doors close on their own. I hear voices every once in a while. I think I've seen the ghosts of a woman before. So they brought in this supernatural expert that deals in this field. And he had his had an app on his phone and he's talking to the ghost. And you could hear on the app, like it, like this wasn't like a production thing behind the scenes where they just like put it, like you could hear on the hat. And it was real scratchy, you know, like early stages of AM radio type thing. Yeah. And it was, it was beyond creepy. And, and he, he goes, what is your name? And you hear real soft, scratchy, Mary Ellen gets, gets even more wild. So part of this show is that the people that do these renovations, they go back to like the towns, uh, you know, libraries or whatever and they find, they find the history of the homes. And sure as can be, Andy, there was a woman named Mary Ellen that lived and died in that home like 150 years ago. Ooh, it's a very spooky version of it. It's Always to believe. Spooky man. is that. Ooh.
1: I hope so, I get to talk to Mary Ellen, man. It means there's something so, on the other side, right? Yeah,
0: so, 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 the, so that is why I will never, ever consider messing with a – Uh, uh, a cemetery in any way shape or form the guardians and I'm not messing with them I'm talking about enough
1: I'm talking about building above
0: I know and I don't want to build above I think that they should have their beautiful green space to rest in peace
1: Okay, rest in peace my friends we're going to rest in peace when we come back here August 1st why did I bring that up it's always game day in Cleveland it's always game day in cleveland august 1st daryl Ryder, we've been talking about he's daryl i'm andy thanks for listening we appreciate you if you (coughs) excuse me like what you're listening to well then just like the podcast and, and subscribe and hang out with us and join on in on the fun like so many of the thousands of people that have reached out to us through social media via twitter and instagram at game day cle we appreciate each and every one of you that's written to us and Ask us those intimate questions that you want answered uh, online. We're there for you. It's always game day in Cleveland. Okay, so,
0: Daryl, let's talk about August 1st. Why is that an important day? Uh, That will be the first open practice in Berea, Ohio, open to uh, the public. And it will be a 2 p.m. practice, which is uh, great. And uh, there's going to be eight practices in total that will be open to the public. Uh, And a a big part of that, big reason why. Uh, is the fact that um they're going to West Virginia for eight days, they are going to Philadelphia for a week, so and because of the way the preseason schedule lays out, it really ruins a lot of the 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 late week, you know, the Friday Saturday type of open practice uh, availability. So, uh, and they're also going to be doing themes uh, for these things too. Um, oh, like Taco is... Tuesday on August first. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be doing taco Tuesday uh, or, or anything like that, but um, they are going to be doing themes like, uh, so the Tuesday, August 1st practice is going to be youth football, flag football. Uh, Sunday, August 6th is going to be a throwback, whatever that means. I can't wait for Monday, August 7th, superheroes day. So I'm expecting, really, I'm expecting to see some Batman. So, uh, Iron Man. Wait, is this for the players or for the
1: fans? Can the players? Uh, These are for fans. I think these are for
0: the fans. Uh, Wednesday, August 9th is their stay in the game practice that of course supports their, you know, uh, a a school attendance initiative. Um, Brown's backers day is Sunday, August 20th. Military appreciation day will be Tuesday, August 22nd. Barks and bites. I'm guessing that's involving uh, dogs at practice and lunch or something. Hmm. Um that's going to be wednesday august 23rd and then the browns give back uh initiative will theme will be on thursday uh, august 24th so that's uh you know that that's kind of cool the first one two three four five six practices are going to be 2 p.m practices and then um there's going to be uh on The 22nd and 23rd of August, those are 125 practices. And then the final open practice to fans on August 24th will be an 1130 a.m. practice.
1: I wonder if this means Baskin and Phelps are going to be live from practice, man. I hope so.
0: Uh, I would hope so. Well, availabilities are going to be during your show. So you'll be happy to hear that. Availability will be before practice, which has been perfect. uh, The. The tradition, little inside football for folks. Uh, availabilities will be around 11.15 in the morning on most days. Right, and Coach Kevin Stefanski will talk to us pretty much on a daily basis at 1.30. On
1: Superhero Day, what su- if, if Kevin Stefanski was a superhero, which superhero do you think he would be? I think he'd be the smart guy from Fantastic Four. Stretch. Is he the smart guy?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a good one yeah i i like that one that or... was my
1: first very first thought
0: I, I don't have i'm trying
1: to think of like avengers where he kind of fits the mold on the avengers
0: yeah he doesn't strike me as like ant man Stark maybe dying. there's a he little does...
1: ant man in there
0: yeah he might be yeah ant man I, I could see that uh i could see that um I'm
1: trying uh, to think dc universe who he would yeah. be
0: Richard Reed, by the way, our outstanding producer Meredith Kane, letting us know that it's Richard Reed, the smart guy from Fantastic Four.
1: Oh well, thank you. Uh, So um, he's stretch, isn't he, Meredith? Right, the smart guy from Fantastic Four. His name is the Elastic Guy or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Fantastic Four is okay. Thank you, Meredith. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Like the thing kind of creeps me out a little bit. But I would be.
0: I would be Spider Man. Um, Peter Parker would be me um you want to take a guess and you know what so i have i have a bunch of like superhero shirts so guess what daryl's going to do that day he's going oh, to i do too we may have to do an it's always game day in cleveland survey andy what shirt i should wear for superhero day so we'll have to keep that in the back of our minds as we get closer to that particular uh training camp practice you know what shirt should i wear should it be captain america should it be spider-man should it be batman well, might might have to do a little survey of what Daryl Ryder should wear uh, for superhero day at training. Do class.
1: you want to guess what shirts
0: I have? I'm going to say I have you, four.
1: Uh, I have four.
0: I'm going to say you have.
1: I'm going to give you one because it'd be too tough. I have oh. the Marvel logo t-shirt. I just bought that a few weeks okay, ago. Okay.
0: You have the Marvel logo. T-shirt. So now I have
1: three superheroes.
0: I'm going to say you have an Iron Man shirt.
1: I wish I did. I do not. I do not have Iron Man, Iron Man is one of my favorites.
0: I Captain America.
1: I do have a Captain America. You're down to two.
0: Ding, um, the Incredible Hulk.
1: I do not have an incredible. Oh,
0: Hulk. Uh, no Hulk smash for you. All right, go ahead and give it to me. We're going to be here all day if I try and guess. Uh,
1: I will. Let me just give you one clue, and I'll give you one shot. They are both DC characters.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say, please tell me the Riddler.
1: I do not have the Riddler. You would be perfect. Yes, as I would the be. I are would you be, kidding?
0: I would totally be the Riddler. I would totally yes, be yes.
1: I'm, if I find a Riddler T-shirt, I'm buying it for you.
0: Awesome. All right. So who? Uh, uh, Batman your,
1: and, Superman. I okay. Batman wow, and that,
0: Superman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. By the way, the uh, the new uh, the new Flash movie not doing well at the box office.
1: It seems weird right. because it did look good. Um, and uh, along these lines are underoos that you may have worn, worn as kids. Did you have underoos? Yes or no? Uh,
0: probably. I had Superman. I think I had Batman.
1: You had Batman? What sure superhero would Meredith Kane be?
0: I'd be uh, Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah! I was gonna say, I was gonna say Wonder Woman. I was a big fan of Wonder Woman as a kid, but as an adult, I think my new favorite female superhero is is Scarlet Witch. All right,
1: she's pretty good, but then that would mean you'd have to be related to the Olsen twins. You good with that?
0: if only that is the dream andy baskin really
1: i yes. did not know that
0: <laughs> big olsen twins fan over here
1: you Listen, are I grew,
0: I grew up on all those mary kate and ashley vhs's like that is my entire childhood oh,
1: that is so weird you know what's uh, what is bizarre is that like i look at scarlet witch and i f- i find her very attractive i think she's so beautiful. she um and then i realize that she's younger then they're twin sisters. And then I get like, I'm like, uh, can I do that?
0: So basically Mer- it, what, Meredith watches Full House on a loop. I
1: did, did watch full- at one
0: point. Yeah. Uh,
1: Fuller House. Did you do the Fuller House too?
0: Uh, I watched like a season and I wasn't wasn't a huge fan of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: not either. My kids are totally into all that stuff. They loved it. Loved it big time. Uh, Daryl, any other Browns notes before we say I
0: I, I I think we're good. Just now waiting for the big unveil of the uh, the white helmet, which by oh, the way, right. guess what I found in the team shop today? The Online, white helmet. They have different versions of a white helmet for fans to buy. Did you so, take pictures? I have the photos. Oh. Um, I uh, again, they're just this. So basically, the face masks and the stripes are different. On on the uh, yeah, they're ver- well orange they're- orange
1: bars. Not a fan i yeah. like the brown face mask
0: yeah but i don't like the stripes
1: uh, yeah i want to do they do don't the, like the, the other or, way yeah, around the Did orange, they do the brown, brown on the outside the orange, and orange yeah. on the inside
0: yeah so we'll we'll see but that's that's really i think the last shoe to drop here this offseason is when the detroit lions unveiled their big throwback uh helmet logo uh dating back to the the 1950s this week it, i some people don't like it but yeah i mean it's an it's an older logo and whatever but um that throwbacks are in in the National Football League. So we're just waiting for the Browns to tell us what they're and show us what their white secondary helmet is going to look like this coming season.
1: All right. Well, that'll do it for your two favorite Leatherheads as we say see you this week. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. Thank you, Meredith Kane, our outstanding producer. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like us, well, love us uh, and like us as well on social media. We'd really appreciate it. It's always game day in Cleveland. We'll talk to you next week.